Hello to the listeners. Welcome back to All Things Community. And on our podcast today, we have a very special guest, Amrutha, the light at Ontario Tech. She's a VP at um, OTSU. And she'll be out here sharing her stories of her good work that she's been working on at, at the campus and specifically at the OTSU. Welcome, Amrutha, to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, my brother? Well, such a, such an honor to have you in the podcast. Like, um, this is I'm having a ball today. So thanks for coming. Oh my God, stop! I am honored that you even thought of me. Like, it means the world. And I've even told you this before that I respect you so much and look up to you. So thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm always humble. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the quick um rapid fire questions. So quickly. So in terms of impact, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Ooh. I'd say my resilience. Mm-hmm. I'd say that for sure, yeah. Can yeah, I explain it or like is it a quick rapid? Go ahead, explain it, explain it. Okay, because okay. <laughs> um, when it comes to advocacy initiatives, as any advocate would know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of pushback that happens with yeah, whoever awesome. you're working with or anytime you're fighting a system, there's always gonna be pushback. And whenever mm-hmm. you wanna make change, there's pushback. So I would say I'm known for my resiliency and for not giving up. I definitely say that, yeah. Cool, that's a good one. And in terms of, tell me a funny story that's happened while you're working at the OTSU or any club you've led on campus. Any funny story? Oh, I have one. Well, it's not really I'm funny. I'm ready for it. I guess but something like funny that just like happened. Like I embarrassed myself. I'll say that. So this is I'm, I'm here for that. That's that's even better. Let's let's do that. <laughs> it was when I was the president of the um, Ontario Tech Health Science Society, mm-hmm. and I hosted our first ever Frosh Week specific to our faculty. Mm-hmm. And for that, we were playing a game called Dunk the Prof, where it's basically like mm-hmm. you need to answer like questions and say if like a student gets it wrong and the prof gets it right, a student would dunk themselves with like an ice cold bucket of water or the same thing for the prof, Ooh. right? Wait, profs, profs were playing too? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Like <laughs> dunk with completely like buckets of ice cold water on their head if a student got an answer right and they got it wrong. So there's one question... <laughs> I like accident, not accidentally. I didn't know the answer to it. Mm-mm. And then my entire executive team took the biggest bucket. Oh, no. Was, no, let me say this. It was in the middle of Polonsky Commons where mm. everyone was there. It that was in the middle mean, of Polonsky that's, Commons. That's the whole show right there. It was a whole show. <laughs> People were watching through the library. People were watching from like the UB cap. It's like mm-hmm. every angle, right? The and they just dumped a whole bucket of water on me, like ice yeah, cold. Man. And I was drenched. Like, in wait, how did, how did I miss this? That's the problem. What? This is my problem. How did I miss <laughs> this? This is when like partially open, partially closed. Like, it was at the beginning of COVID. Gotcha. So, like, we got special permission for it. But, yeah, it was, that was the most embarrassing. It was funny, the most embarrassing moment. <laughs> I was drenched. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, when the game backfires on you, well. I know, and I was the host. I wasn't even supposed to play. That's sad. It's <laughs> a memory for life. I love that. I love for that. Sure. Awesome. And then tell me about the three most influential people in your life and how they've impacted you. Oh, that's a really good question. Take your time. First and foremost, my mom. She is the one that's raised me to become the woman I am today. And I feel like I get my resilience from her because, again, as a South Asian single mother, she always like defies stereotypes within our community. And there's just too many stereotypes, right? 
and she always teaches me like you do you do not care about other people and like she put me through school she helped me get educated she supports me all the even for Pandaria like I know we'll talk about it later but like she came to support the showcase and all the students I like saw her like yes no. love that no, yeah. she is very supportive and she just taught me the importance of fighting for yourself fighting for people in your community and just like fighting for your family and being there for your family. So number one, my mother, 100%. Mm -hmm. Number two, again, another amazing woman, it would be Dr. Lori Livingston. She's oh, actually yeah. the reason why I came to Ontario Tech, believe it for or not. Like yeah, she you give, give context to the listeners. Who's Dr. Lori? Give context. Oh, yeah, Dr. Lori Livingston, she is the provost and vice president of Ontario Tech University. So she works like side to side with Dr. Stephen Murphy, who's the president. Mm -hmm. And like she, so when I was in grade 12, um, my, I took a course called kinesiology. It was an actual class, the kinesiology class. Oh. And we got a kinesiology textbook. And when I was going through like the textbook and stuff, I realized she was one of the authors for it. An empowering Ooh. woman was an author for one of this amazing, well-known textbook. Like I didn't see it coming. And then I realized at that time, she was the dean of the Faculty of Health Sciences at Ontario Tech at that time. Wow. Mm -hmm. So literally, and then I get an email about it at Ontario from Ontario Tech because they're like scouting people, right? They were like, yeah. here are the top influential people we have at our university. And she was one of them. And I was like, I have to go. Yes. And then I saw her. I saw her in my first year after I was volunteering at Convocation. Uh -huh. And I literally went up to her and I was like, you're the reason why I'm here. Wow. <laughs> so amazing. Cool. She like played on the national lacrosse team. She was a coach for the lacrosse team. She's like traveled all over the country for school and is like extremely educated woman. She's the same Dr. Laurie I know for real. She's been doing the most. No, wow. she's the most like she's amazing. Like she's into sports, she's into advocacy, she's wow. educated, she's into research. Like she does it all. And like to know that we have a provost that's a female, that's yeah. not common. That is not common. Mm, so, that's true. I, yeah, and the thing is, even, like, growing up, she grew up, she, like, we had this conversation where she grew up in, like, a small town, and, like, same thing, her family were, like, or people she knew was skeptical yeah. about her going to get educated in, like, other provinces or wherever it is, right? But yeah. she defied all odds and put herself yeah. out there, so. Wow, that's powerful. That I've never known that about her. That's cool. No, I gotta research her after this. This is cool. <laughs> She's amazing. Her. And then I guess another individual, because you said three, right? Mm -hmm. I guess another one, I, I keep, I want to keep this close to Ontario Tech because there's been so yes. many people that I look up to there. I would say they're both tight. Miss Tiffany Best and Jessica Nguyen, both are former mm. presidents of the OTSU. Nice. They are my sisters. I literally call them my sisters and yeah. they've taught me to really love myself and be confident because I've always had an issue of being confident and loving myself. And I feel like it's tough to be a good leader when you're not confident in what you're saying or in what you're yeah. doing. Right. Yeah. So they taught me to be confident, to put my foot down when someone tells me no, or to like stand my ground mm -hmm. and just like be myself. I think that's like one of the key things. Like even Jessica, like she always says, be true to yourself. And yeah. I've learned that from those two amazing Queens. So shout out to Tiffany oh. and Jess. This was yeah. good. I actually saw Tiffany on the weekend. So that's cool. Yes, they, they've oh, been great. She looks stunning. She's great. She but I, was, I was just waiting for you to mention me as one of your most influential well, people. It's, like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. We live and we wait. Wait, no, wait. I won't say my name. I told you at the beginning of this podcast that I look that's up true. to you and I respect you. That's true. That's, she's always so that's, gassy. That's me all the time. This is incredible. Like this podcast yeah. is much needed. <laughs> I love this. That's beautiful. Like there's so many people in our lives that we don't even, people we come across day by day who can be pillars in terms of our growth and our journeys. Exactly. And that's 
I'm happy for that for you. Let's describe a day in the life of your work at the OTSU. Okay, so here's my thing. Are you talking about just the OTSU or like just my morning to night type of thing, like an entire day of what I do as a student and everything, or just OTSU? Let's let's, let's just do both. Like just as a student, like your regular routine, and then also your work. Oh, well, I'll incorporate both together because there are days yeah. when I have to do like multiple stuff. So, for example, so again, I'm from Scarborough, so I wake up at like four or five a.m. every morning. Ooh, <laughs> Get wow, my stuff wow, done wow. in the morning. What whatever, whatever I got to do, uh -huh. commute all the way to Ontario Tech. That two-hour bus, yes, I know. Mm, yeah, and yeah. I start my day off today. It's the OTSU, right? On a Monday, I work my um, nine to um, ten to five, whatever it is. Like I work my hours. And even before that, I just forgot to mention, I am I, well, I, I'm the team manager of the Ontario Tech women's basketball team. So I oh. show up to practice from like early in the morning, do their practice, and then I would Wait, go. You said so team manager, like manager, manager. Yeah, team manager of the Ontario Tech Women's like Basketball. That's, that's huge. That's huge. And we yeah. see you guys winning a game. Okay, okay. No, okay. I love them. No, honestly, these girls, I've worked with them for so long in other capacities for like strength yeah. and conditioning and all that. So mm -hmm. it was an honor to be their manager. So I, I do that. So as soon as I come to Ontario Tech, I do that in the morning for like two hours. Then I go to the OTSU. And at the OTSU, my day is filled with meetings, responding to emails, um, meetings is again. With position or is it part-time? Uh, so the OTS, like our VP positions, they are part-time during gotcha. the school year and they're full-time in the summer for four months. Gotcha. So that's how, yeah, yeah. So um, I would respond to emails, have all my meetings, um, say if it's like, um, like program planning or if I'm working on a project, just making like planning everything out, event planning, for example, Pangea. We're going to talk about that, yes. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Don't worry, brother. Mm -hmm. But just like doing a bunch of stuff like that. And then after that, usually, well, before sometimes I have like another like internship or I'd have my like another like side job that I do. For example, like I'm a clinical research coordinator at the Toronto Allergist in downtown. So what I do is after I'm done the OTSU stuff, I go all the way to downtown and do my work there after. Ooh, you're moving mountains. Wow. So I, I do that. Or if I had something else, I'd do that. And then I just come home, do schoolwork, yeah. and then not get sleep. No, I'm joking. I get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like a basic average day. Yeah. That's a busy. What do you mean average? That's like a busy. Average, like it's, it's, decent. it's decent. It's a decent you're day. moving between cities. That's when you begin there. And you're just. Well, that happens all the time. It's like Scarborough to Oshawa, then downtown Toronto. And then sometimes I'd have to come all the way back to Oshawa again. Like that's happened to me. Wow. It's, it's a lot of commuting. <laughs> and, and how do you balance it and still like kill everything you do? Because you're always crashing everything. How do you still. So here's the thing. I want to be on like. This is not a healthy way. So mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not a healthy way of balancing it. But like, I, okay. I want to keep it real though. I want to keep it real. Okay. I feel like for me, it's sacrificing like a bit of my sleep, which I do, which is not good, but like I sacrifice it a bit. Like I still sleep. Like I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not superhuman, but like just sacrificing little things like that. Or for example, like I used to get FOMO a lot, like the fear of missing out. But say if like, there's parties that happen on campus every week, right? And like, realistically for my schedule, it is good to take time and party, but I, I, I can't do that every week. True. Like that doesn't work with me. So I just make sure I prioritize my goals because my goal in life is like, to be able to take care of my family, to be successful, yeah. to make a change in the community. And sometimes it's hard to make change without like, Say if it's like getting a degree and then having these jobs that I do, it helps me yeah. to one day become an advocate that I, in whether it's healthcare or whatever it is, it helps me get there. True. So um, that's my motivation. And I just, yeah, I don't, 
yeah that's Prior important to- though because sometimes we i think we want it all which makes sense sometimes but again it's like sometimes you have to sacrifice for the greater goal you want in life. exactly but what i want to say one thing though one thing you should mm-hmm. never sacrifice though mm-hmm. are your loved ones make time for your family mm-hmm. i think that's one thing i've always done like yes. like with my mom i take her out once a week somewhere super fancy oh, every I week that. that's a good tradition like that's a tradition we do. I don't know what day of the week. It could be any day, but like yeah. I always make sure I make time for that queen because like, again, she's my world. Yes. So make time for the people you love though, no matter how busy you are. That's super important. I, I need that in my life. That's true. Because yeah, sometimes we chase after everything. No, I'm going to be honest. There was a point in September and October, my mom expressed to me, she was like, I see you're a leader and you're doing all this stuff for your school, but like, what are you doing for the house? No, but when she says, what are you doing for the house? It's like, why are you not spending time with me though? Like, why aren't you taking me? Like she expressed it. And I was like, you know what? I have to be a better daughter. So I started making it a weekly thing. I'll take her somewhere super, super fancy once a week or nice or different, whatever it is. Wow. That's, I'm, I'm challenged now. That's true. Because we keep chasing saying, Like when's the last time you had an amazing time with your family, right? Like when was it? Okay, I see them every day, but I think I take them for granted at this point. Take, the thing is, we don't like treat them as much as we should or give that quality time. Like just living with them and cohabiting, like just being with them That's isn't true. like everything, right? You need to actually mm. have those nice conversations and quality time going on walks or yeah. restaurants, whatever it is. Yeah. Actually, fun fact. Yesterday they were complaining about how I always have a good time with my friends, but I never, never do stuff with them. So I think that's... And I really hope people who are listening to this podcast, you could be helping the community. You could be a successful business woman, man, whatever you are. Yes. But like, they're like, what's life without your family and your loved ones, right? So mm. make sure you take care of them and cherish them because you wouldn't be who you are without them. That's my thing. You can end the podcast. I like that's that's a word for today. Wow, that's that's powerful. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Mm. Yes, that's true. Just take care of people close to you and around you. Beautiful. Mm. And if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Just the pen is in your hands, papers on your desk. What's going to be your story? I would write about, I'd say I'd write about my entire life and its struggles. Like, I, I know it's like egotistical, but like, I'm going to write about me, but True. it would be about just like my life as a kid. Like, again, I know on this podcast, very safe space because Evans is here. Oh, I'm brutally honest about like my childhood. It wasn't great growing up in the sense like mm-hmm. bullied for 12 years. Like all of high school, middle school, elementary school, like kindergarten, like I went backwards there, but like all of that. And then um, losing a loved one at the age of 12, who was like my best friend, like, you know what I mean? And then having my mom raise me and like take care of me and then having family and ex-friends who'd be like, you're not going to make it. Like, it's just you and your mom. You're not going to make it. Trust me. They'd say it to your face. Be serious. Oh no. They'd say it to your face. Be like, um i think we're making the you're making the wrong decisions and you wouldn't be making these decisions i'll be brutally honest like, if your dad was here that was like the common mm-hmm. thing you always get. like you wouldn't be acting this way if your dad was if you had both parents but um mm-hmm. like i said i can't control it like he's up there like i can't what am i gonna do yeah, you can but do it. a lot of brutal stuff and i just talk about the struggle and like how at the end I came out of it and I didn't let it affect me. Like I how still did all my- Because most people have the same situations, but how did you come out of it? How did I, I'd say, for me, I distanced myself from, I think family was the hardest one to distance. Cause like my mom, she'd always be like, it's your blood. You gotta love them. Doesn't mean if they're discouraging, doesn't mean if they hate, like doesn't matter if they hate you, I hate you. 
And I'm like, no, I'm not going to any family party. I don't go like the last time I went to a family party was over 10 years ago. I don't go to family parties. Oh, I don't go to family parties. Her distance, like, because yeah. like, the thing is, I don't wish bad upon anyone because that's yeah. the wrong thing to do. And you, you shouldn't attack any, like, don't do a Will Smith. Like, don't go, you <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But what I do to stay like peaceful <laughs> is remove myself from the negativity yes. and focus on myself my mother and anyone else that I love, like like friends who I consider for like, Evans, you're my brother. The reason why I call you my you're brother my sis, is your family. Your family. Yes. So for me, it's just like, distance yourself. Don't wish up bad upon anyone, like focus on yourself. And mm -hmm. karma is real, like good things will happen to you. So that's, that's how I got through it. But yeah. Because sometimes I think we get weighed down by just keeping everyone around us, but sometimes you have to. That's the thing. Like, even if it is family or whatever, mm -hmm. like you need to, like there are boundaries. And if someone is like toxic, Stay mm -hmm. away from them because they will drag you down. It's if I stay, they will. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Wow, wow, that's true. She she's been through it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wow. That was very deep. I don't actually talk this about is, like I'm ready. This we're, we're here for that. We're really here for that. And that's mm -hmm. what makes people who they are really. Because sometimes you have to draw those lines to become who you are. Sometimes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And if you're to design your ideal community, I'm going to tell you the designer today. What would your community look like? And you said ideal community, right? Yes, you design oh, your They will be filled with people from all walks of life, mm. all races, all ethnic backgrounds, all sexual orientations, yeah. all ages, and just every, like, that's the dream community. I feel like for anyone though, any like person part of a marginalized group, that's our dream community to be filled that's with true. people from like different backgrounds and all that. And to be filled in a community of positivity. Like imagine mm. like, this i don't know if it's ever going to ha be happening but I'm, i don't want to be pessimistic at the same time but like a community where everyone wants the best for you people but lifting like, each other up exactly but like to be honest like where is in the world like that doesn't exist yet a community where everyone wants the best for you yes that's true. like i i've been both in durham region and i've been in toronto and there's there's mm -hmm. never a time where everyone wants the best for you if you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's really tough right Super so tough. i would want people like who from all backgrounds want the best for each other, who love each other and appreciate each other. I think that would be my ideal community. But I think also what gives me hope sometimes, sometimes it might not be the greater community, but we can form community like with people around us. You can form your own tribe with people who exactly. are diverse, people who think alike, who lift each other up. And then mm -hmm. in no time, in like years, it becomes a thing and grows and grows. And then boom, that's a whole community around you. Exactly. supporting each other. So that's, mm. that's beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about one successful thing that you've done at the OTSU. That's we've been waiting for this whole podcast. So your <laughs> biggest project at the OTSU and that you didn't expect of how well it would go or whatever way it went. So I'll stay, I'll talk about a project that's like but things that I've already done and something okay. that I'm working on and will hopefully bring to light by the end of my term. Wow. But I'd say one thing that I really wanted to accomplish mm -hmm. is having diverse and inclusive events. And I've talked to the OTSU straight up about it. So I guess I can say it to the podcast too. Cool. But like we didn't have much diverse or inclusive events. And I've called it out. Like Evan's like smiling. He's we, like, we, we, we've been seeing it. We've been seeing it. We've been saying, no, I want to be honest. I even talked to student life and they'd be like, when I talked to them, they're like, Amruta, like you think we haven't noticed? Like we've noticed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh God, okay. But I, like, I it's a little, no, for sure. It's a little things. Like for example, I host a monthly event called masterclasses that focus on different aspects of students' wellness. Mm -hmm. And 
naturally, like, I don't know if, I don't even do it by purpose. It's probably maybe because I'm a woman of color or I'm aware, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I just naturally partner up with people of color and from people of different backgrounds. It's just natural to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I hosted a masterclass. My first masterclass was with a black woman. My second masterclass was with a South Asian woman. She was, she was Sri Lankan like me. My yeah. third one was, was with an Oriental. I think she was like, actually, I don't want to guess. I forgot, but she was, <laughs> she was an Oriental, right? She was Oriental and like all this mix. And then Pangea, like, which mm. I know you really want to talk about I've, I've been ready for this yes a week-long multicultural week that was just the start exactly. again Pangea in the past I loved it though like I loved the start and I we actually did this at our opening ceremony we invited Dr. Nahid Dasani I reached out to him he was the founder of it and amazing um, man of color super successful advocating for people's health especially for homeless people's health mm-hmm. and like just like speaking with him and just seeing everything, it's like a one day event is a good start, but like yes. we gotta be doing a lot more. And a multicultural week, again, is just a start. Yes, we need to be beautiful. I think it was, cause we celebrated students. We we got involved with like BIPOC businesses came out. Yes. We got involved with student life where people had booths and they did like little language booths. We yes. had the opening ceremony where students could get inspired by Dr. Nahid Asani and by Anastasia Gordon, who's the mm-hmm. co-founder of the Canadian Black Standard. Ooh. Like we got like exactly big names. Love that. And, and then we did our showcase with all the yeah. talent at like Regent Theater. We had an art gallery, which we've never done. Yeah, and then true. just having like everyone come on out, represent their culture, and like it was just amazing. And that's the type of thing I'm very proud of because every event I've hosted, at least, like I know in particular, has been filled and been enriched with diversity and inclusivity. Yeah. That was my goal from the start because, like, I was so tired of the things I've been seeing in the past, whether it's, like, at the OTSU or at Ontario Tech in general. And I'm like, there's no point complaining about it. Do something. That was my thing. I was like, you got to do something. Stop complaining. So my way of, like, bringing culture, diversity, and people together were through these events. That was, like, I mean. Like, it was, like, literally a dream come true, just seeing diversity, like. (laughs) It was, like, it made, I almost cried. Like, I was holding it in. But just seeing, like people love each other and appreciate each other's culture. I'm like, this is how it needs to be every yes, day. Exactly. Every day. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd say that's one of the projects that I've already kind of, not completed, it's ongoing where like the next yeah. week we take over and make sure, but mm-hmm. that's something I'm proud of. And then another thing that I am working on, again, it's EDI related, is women's only gym hours. And I know a lot of women have been talking to me about it and like, mm-hmm. I've already done service and everything, but I need to create a pre- like actually execute it which hasn't happened yet i want to be honest but um making sure because women have told me like they don't go to the gym and they don't take care of themselves because of what happens at the gym like i could get into that it'll be a one-hour conversation but (laughs) i'm not and i don't want to even single out ontario tech's gym it's just any gym in general general, yes women just feel a certain type of way and like whatever it is like i said if you want if anyone wants to talk about this dm Mm. but um (laughs) That's just hearing women out and just making sure that they have that space where they can feel confident, where they can love themselves and be healthy. And I'm a kin student. Mm-hmm. And for me, like health, physical activity is number one priority. And if Jeez. women aren't getting it, because women are part of like a minority, right? Yes. They're marginalized, they're minority group. So I want to make sure that those people get access to these facilities so they can take care of their health. So that's one of the projects I am working on and hopefully will come to life before I leave. Yes. Rooting for that's exciting. That's a, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has the pandemic made it a bit harder to organize all these things? Because some people just take the backseat. Oh. It's like, we're going through, it's a pandemic. We can't do anything. But you guys are still. Oh, 100%. Oh, don't get me started. Like, the th- okay, here's the thing. When it's a pandemic, you yeah. need to put in like double, triple, quadruple the work 
to put all these things in, right? And again, people take the backseat because they don't want to do quadruple or yes, the work, so right? Yes. So I was so blessed, and I want to call out one person on this podcast, like not one, there's multiple, but call out two specific people, yes. Declan and Akisha from Student Life. Yes. They are yes. individuals who like, they're, I'm not even going to talk about their them being so aware and all that, but mm-hmm. they just put in so much effort and work, not just in student life, but in all the collaborations that they've done with the OTSU. Cause I always go to them for advice if I'm like starting an EDI related initiative or just any event. Cause like mm-hmm. they give me constructive feedback and they put quadruple the effort as well with me, Love which I, and they don't have to, they're with student life. They don't have to do that, but they exactly. do. And like, I appreciate that because it is tough during a pandemic because mm-hmm. it's more work because you have to be like, it's a hybrid. You got to do some things online. You have to do something in person yes. and then social distancing and like organizing things. And it, it's tough, exactly. but it's individuals like those who make it so fun, the process and make yeah. it come to life. So that's shout out about- to that's, that's, a, that's a thing about community as well. Sometimes we just we can't do everything by ourselves, and we. One hundred. It's a group effort. Yeah. It's a group effort. That's that's beautiful. One hundred. Like great people. I I agree. And what's mm-hmm. the most important lesson you've learned over your time at the OTSU and the work you've been doing? <laughs> Ooh, a very good question. There's a lot of lessons. Where do I start? Okay, I'll I'll say one thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, I, I want to say phrase it in two words. Okay. Okay, like. Words. Bad B. That's I'm, I'm not gonna say. A bad I, I hear B. you. I hear you. Yes. Say, the reason why I said Evans like, oh my god, don't like be careful what way you're gonna say. We're we, we, we ready. We're ready. <laughs> no, what I mean, like I said simply like that, because what a bad B to me means is someone who is confident and doesn't take no for an answer and keeps mm. on advocating. Like, like I said before, there's so much. You need to be resilient when you're a leader because people will be saying no to you. People will be talking about you with people who, everything's going to be happening right so what to me being a bad b is like standing your ground saying all the facts so say if you're pitching an idea mm-hmm. pitch it well with confidence and make yes. sure there's no room for people to ask you questions there's mm-hmm. no room for people to ask say no to you because yes. you know your stuff exactly so like make sure you're confident with what you're saying um what you're doing how you're like just talking, whatever it is, be confident with yourself, love yourself, and know your worth. Know that you are a bad B. Exactly. As so I think that's the point. This week, as listeners, as you're going through the week, be a bad B. She said it. She said, it. Bad she said it. Literally. There you go. That's, <laughs> yeah. And, and what would you wish the listeners knew about the work that you do that people often don't see on mainstream? Well, I don't like, so you said talk about what people, sorry, it's like sometimes you glitch out. Um, sorry. Like no, what do you no, think no. that people would know about like the work you guys are doing that people often don't know? So I'm not going to say me specifically. I want to say in general and all the leaders on campus, I think something that people don't know is like the amount of work they put into what they do. I want to keep it like in general because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to just talk about me or the OTSC because there's like, there's so many, le- you're a leader, Evans, on campus. probably leaders too. So first of all, shout out to all the like community leaders and campus leaders. And I, what I wish students really knew is how much effort and like time all these leaders put into what they do. Cause we're all students. We're all full-time students. We all have other jobs. We have internships, we have co-ops, we have capstones, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But yes. like, just know how passionate we are. Cause it's because of our passion that we work so hard and all these things that sometimes we volunteer for, right? Yeah. But just know that we're very passionate and we're very hardworking and we put our blood, sweat and tear into what we do. That's all That's I want to say. 
that's yeah. the thing about communities. Sometimes we love to see the final product, but it's just the passion, the work. We don't like not exactly one hundred percent that makes things beautiful. So if you want to make community around yourself, just be willing mm-hmm. to bring in your passion, your drive, and things exactly. will start flourishing. That's beautiful. And as you come to a close, what's one question you wish I'd asked you during this session, and how would you have answered it? <laughs> I wish you asked me, Amrutha, why do you look up to me? <laughs> so like, I can go up like that's that's let's let's talk about that. Let's have that discussion yeah, right now. Know, like, what did I do? Because I'm 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 in awe about you. I'm in awe of you. Okay, so you know what? I actually want to tell our viewers because um, the thing with you, what I love, is that you are so true to yourself. And the way I first saw that is through music. Mm. I'm gonna be honest, because. I feel like being an artist and you were, I feel like you were very outgoing and in the music industry way before me. Like I was very closed and shy and all that. But like you would, whether it's like church music, I see you going off at church. I see you doing all these like Afro beats type of like songs and vibes and all that. And just like songs about like standing up for like black lives and things like I've seen your covers or your music, whatever it is. And the thing is like, I like when you started, I would never have had the courage to do all of that. Sometimes I still don't like have the courage to be like singing songs about certain topics. Cause like mm-hmm. it, 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 you need to be vulnerable and confident at the same time. And the thing with you is like, you don't care where you are. And let's be honest, like on say for example, at Ontario tech, like, again, there might not be as many people that look like me and you yeah. yet in these settings, you still sing cultural songs. You oh. sing songs about black lives and all these things. And like, that takes so much courage to do that. And like that's how I first started looking up to you. And then I was like, you founded OT Coffee House. And I'm like, oh, at the same time, you're like a full-time student in one of the most hardest programs out there. <laughs> and like, you're just so like fun loving and kind. And you like hype. That's the one thing I'd say we really have in common is like you hype people up and you always wish the best for them. And like that's something I live by. Always want the best for people and be positive. And you radiate your positivity no matter what. Because obviously we're all humans and we all go through our own things. Like you definitely go through your own struggles and your own obstacles. But the thing is, you don't like show it. You just spread that positivity. You're always with that smile. And I commend you for that. Ah, oh, like <laughs> my, my day's done. My day, guys, my the podcast is done. Like this is the end, last episode at this point because I'm flattered. I'm just beyond words. Well, wow. I mean, and the work you're doing with the podcast, like this is amazing. And like, I know how hard it is personally with like, I run my own talk show and stuff to yes. get guests on the show mm-hmm. and like to that's plan all questions and make it yeah. fun and light. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. So shout out to you and everyone else behind the scenes for this podcast too. Wow, I'm so honored, honestly. My, if you guys know me, my my love language is words of affirmation, and this, just this, like my whole. Oh, I love so thank you so much for this. Well, wow. yeah, let's just keep spreading happy cheer, positivity, seeing the best. Spread the love and positivity, y'all. Like, we'll spread the love. Yes, but thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Like, it's been a long time coming, and I'm glad we made it happen. And so, thank you so much for showing up and showing out, and for standing up for people, for the, especially the minorities and people who don't have a voice in our community. So thank you so much for coming, Amrita. No, of course. And thank you for having me, all those tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. These ambassadors and community leaders do such an amazing job putting this podcast together. So definitely check out all their other episodes. I know I've been keeping um, up with all the episodes, so definitely check it out. And if anyone ever wants to chat, hit me up on Instagram or email me or whatever. And let's have more meaningful conversations because I love it. Yes. Love this. Thank you so much. Thank you to the listeners. Till next time. Take care. Bye-bye.